Hello and welcome to the What You Got podcast, where we talk topics A to Z and everything in between. I am Jordan Palmer, joined as always by Mr. Charlie Budd, and today we're here discussing the final installment of the Daniel Craig James Bond franchise, and that is No Time to Die. A uh, lot going on there. It is, as I mentioned, the final turn of Mr. Daniel Craig starring as James Bond. And in this film, we see Bond once again taking on a villain in the form of Remy Malik as he tries to save the world. Bud, this is a good one. I, I think that this is probably our first really like film franchise that we've yeah. going to dive into. So. And uh, there is a, I mean, I, I, I loved these, these particular films. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts, your thoughts on the previous films as well as this one. So with that, I'll kick it off to you, Bud. What you got? All right. Well, you know, I'm always, I always love a Bond movie. Who doesn't? I mean, it's just like your classic action movie. It's a guilty pleasure in a sense. Um, I've loved Daniel Craig as James Bond. I think he's one of. The, I think he might be the best Bond since Sean Connery. You know, sorry everyone who else has been Bond. I can't really name all of them other than like Pierce, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Roger Moore. Right? Roger Moore. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think for the most part, Daniel Craig's movies have been pretty good. I loved Casino Royale and Skyfall. I do think Spectre and Quantum of Solace. Um, Quantum of Solace was so not good, I don't remember a single thing about it. And uh, I remember something about water. And then, Dude, literally the only thing I remember, too. <laughs> um, and then uh, Spectre, I, you know, I thought... You know, the problem with, like, Spectre, it was the organization itself just seemed, like, a little too, um, what's the word? Cartoonish, I guess. It's just, like, I'm an evil organization and I'm here to take over the world or whatever their motives were. Just, like, wrecking havoc everywhere. Walt, they just, <laughs> what was that? It's a pretty good Christoph Waltz impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um, um and so i'm you know i wasn't that's why i wasn't like it didn't feel like that interesting to me and the problem is like a good bond movie always needs to have in my opinion like a good bond villain and i felt like christopher mm -hmm. christoph waltz love him as an actor but just like uh, it was more that his character wasn't that great inspector but now we're going into no time to die which is almost like a direct sequel to yeah. uh specter which i was like oh no maybe uh is that a little too weak they didn't have the best foundation to go off of and i guess what i have to say is that no time to die left me kind of in a mixed state on how i felt leaving the theater um mm. i think one of my biggest issues with the movie was actually uh the villain rami malik um because I mean, Rami Malek's an excellent actor, but it's nothing wrong with his acting. He was great. It was just the character. Like, my number one question is, what the hell was he trying to accomplish? It's my Dude, number one question. Honestly, honestly I was going to ask you, because I was going to say that for like a little bit, but the scene I, I mean, oh, and before we begin, everybody, this, film, this podcast, this episode will have spoilers, so you have been warned is if you haven't seen the film and you want to see it maybe just skip out on this one catch one of the previous ones and then come back after you've watched the movie but getting back to those actually one of the points i was going to bring up because for me i think my favorite turn of a villain came with skyfall as yes. like javier bardem because mm -hmm. that dude you could film was driven mm -hmm. by his you know role as a villain yeah. and 
it felt like inspector as well as oh, it sounded like the word inspector not in space inspector <laughs> um <laughs> inspector and it was also in no time to die the villains seemed like an afterthought like i mm. couldn't exactly tell you i mean i know what emmy malik was trying to do like in terms of his master plan but at the same time i, I, I don't know i would love for you to tell me what his master plan was because <laughs> i was thinking about this the entire movie i'm like are they going to bring up his master like what is his master plan so <laughs> please enlighten me on what it is you were waiting for like the yeah. blonde being yeah. captured in the or rather world. not what is like I, yeah just please tell me I'm, I'm curious because this to me was the big like the biggest weakness but continue Oh, I, I, I agree. I agree with you because, okay. So essentially he had inherited this like poison Island from his father mm-hmm. and he had conspired with the scientist to create a strain of poison that administers nanobots into the bloodstream. And those nanobots are coded to kill a specific person based on the genetic information that was programmed. Into well, them wasn't beforehand. it like MI6 or the British government created this project? And I guess somehow Rami Malik got wind of this project, got a mole on, on this pro like in on this project and then was able to take it and use it for his own. <laughs> but, um, what, but my problem with the movie is like, what was his motivation? Dude, what was his motivation slash what was his end goal? Because yeah. it like showed the projections in one scene of like who's gonna mm. die, and it was like everybody. It was everybody. So I was like, he's just gonna. Is his goal? Yeah, like, is his goal just to kill everyone? I, like it was never stated. It focused. Mm. It hyper focused on this sense of like revenge, but he oh. killed all the specters. Yeah. Very early on in the movie. Yeah. At least I think it was early on in the movie. It was. <laughs> and um and then like from there he has this weird relationship with Leah Sado's character. Oh, yeah, that was like cuz I was like I was trying to do a math cuz I guess they like with the makeup and everything they aged him, but I was like yeah. how old was he supposed to cuz the opening scene was Yeah, when she was a her... girl. Yeah. And... and her mom got shot and he seemed like he was pretty freaking old. Yeah. So I was like, how much older is he supposed to be? Remy Malik is not that old. Like oh, he no. himself is a very pretty young I think he's young. I I wanna say yeah, I mean, honestly, sometimes they're like forty and you don't expect that, but I feel like I he's know. still forty. <laughs> oh my god, he is forty. Oh my god. <laughs> um how old is Leah Sado? She can't be more than thirty. Oh no, not at all. Don't don't do this, don't hurt me. 36 so the age okay. they're basically the same age and in the movie he's supposed to be almost like a father figure like i don't yeah. know like it, it's just odd to me mm-hmm. um that <laughs> it's just <laughs> i just oh my god it's just my, my he's brain. a father figure who then somehow falls in love with her and i see like there was, was a moment where was they... that is that what you got from it i thought yeah like did he fall in love with her? Because that was what was kind of hinted to me is that like he, for some reason spares her life in the most like non sparing way. He basically shoots through the ice at her. Yeah. And she yeah. somehow doesn't get shot. <laughs> I literally was like, is he really trying to, cause he was, those bulls were cutting close. Yeah. I was like, is he just that great a marksman that he yeah, just do I that? I don't understand. Like, like she literally just pumped him full a clip full of like a pistol uh, pop 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 and then like he spares her life but why yeah why it's never <laughs> touched upon and it's only think, the effect of it like okay continue sorry 
no, 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 you're good. I was gonna say, I think he tried, like, they tried to explain that. And that is like when you kill somebody, you're forever connected to them. Mm-hmm. But when you save their life, they're like basically they're yours. Yeah. So, so I got that was... scene. I was like, so what? Does he like love her now? Does he feel like he needs to protect her? I didn't understand that part. So like mm-hmm. that's the effect of him saving her. But why save her in the first place when his sole mission there was to kill them both? Like why did he have a sudden change mm-hmm. of heart? It's not really explored. And then the motivation yeah. for like – being almost obsessed with her is left vague in a way like it's it is seems like he wants to be kind of her husband her like whatever the lover or something he wants to keep them under his wing but it's never explicitly stated it's super super vague um i don't get it he referred to them as his family when they were on the island he's like oh this is my family i was like sir they are not your family did he i remember that i feel like he did Maybe I thought he was maybe referring to his garden or something, and oh, uh, and like or like the people on the island are his family, and uh, I'm not sure, or everyone on the island is his family or something like that. I thought, but okay, I'm gonna have to. I'll rewatch that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah no, so sure. dude, I that was very, very. That was a confusing point, and unfortunately, I feel like that not knowing his purpose mm-hmm. undermined his role, and I understand like some ways i think they were trying to do that because because this is the last installment of yeah. daniel craig they were trying to focus more on the bond storyline and kind of bringing that Which to a close was i thought was the a good part like i that was the yeah. part i liked i liked how bond kind of had from like um, like basically a kid you know mm-hmm. a girl he could see he's spending his life with and he wants to finish his mission so he can go and spend that because it's clearly like it, there's like this whole love story between bond and madeline and um like he kind of regrets when he left her five years ago uh blamed her for no like i mean he had his reasons but um Mm. they were misguided and like i like that storyline i like that it really showed like kind of an emotional uh thing like in a rooted bond and in like an emotional way in in ways that i don't think a lot of other past bonds have done I think mm. they've always been kind of like your womanizer um, yeah. and, you know, that kind of character. And so it was really kind of like a fresh perspective to see that time, like to see that storyline, which is unfortunately just kind of it. it is a co-star. But like at the same time, it takes kind of the backseat of the overarching plot of like Rami Malek's mm-hmm. whatever he's doing, whatever he's doing. We don't know. <laughs> yeah no i i agree with 100 percent. like i it felt like at moments like i was i was there i was with the pacing and sometimes it just it snapped to another scene and i was like oh like we were we were smooth and now we're a little bumpy yeah but with all that kind of as the backdrop kind of wanted to take it in chronological order and just sketch your thoughts on certain scenes as well as sequences because i think uh in unpacking all of this yeah kind of got to go through all those little uh, yeah all right perfect perfect well, thinking about that, what did you think of the explosive start? And by that, I mean to say, see Bond. Well, first, we go through the Madeline scene and you yeah. see her path. But when we finally get to her and Bond, this is, I guess, right after Spectre because M had her funeral and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and seem happy. He's retired. And then she gets him to go to the grave of Vesper, his former lover. Mm-hmm. And there is an explosion. What did you think of all of that? My first question was, how did he live? Um, I was like, 
Okay. How did he survive that? How did he survive that? But uh, I was like, um, I thought it was a little like a great start to the Bond movie. Kind of kicks you right into high gear. Tells you what this movie is. It's just an it's an action movie. Um, I thought it was a good sequence overall. I did think it was a little funny how like Bond on the bridge before he jumps off, like they're shooting bullets at him. And like he's just standing in the middle of the road, and Dude. he just doesn't care that they're shooting at him, and they cl- just can't hit him. I was just like, <laughs> "Come on!" Like, honestly, make it a little bit more believable. I know he got shot at for probably thirty to forty percent of the movie, and I think he maybe got shot twice. Yeah, and but like, like it's hysterically like getting shot at. Like oh. he's sitting in the middle of the open and just like. Pretends like it's not a big deal. He's just like throwing a clip away or he's just like walking. And I'm like, dude, there's literally gunshots at you. Like, come on. No pan- no sense of urgency. Yeah. No panic. He's just like, all right, wait on it. Wait on it. Okay, Which you could like on. attribute to his character. But at the same time, like, like that he's like been through this all. You know, he's a veteran. But at the same time, like, dude, like th- yeah. it's not yeah. believable. You would get hit. Like, come on. Oh, oh. I'm like, dang, if they're like stormtroopers here. <laughs> exactly. They put enough money into all their weapons and everything. You're telling me they didn't give these people a little bit of training with a gun. Just maybe you can hit something that's not moving. Like mm-hmm. nobody thought about that. Yeah. yeah, I agree. That was and then it was funny because he literally is covered in blood and dirt mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. Gets back to Madeline. Doesn't even address it. He's just pissed. He's like, You betrayed me. I was yeah, like, Oh does. you betrayed me. Like, and then they go through this entire sequence, which to me I don't understand. Like the guy was clearly trying to get into the car with Madeline, like shotgunning. Like I don't know why they didn't like you know trigger in his mind that like no no he's she's definitely on my side. My like she's, <laughs> we're still good here, but I guess he was just clouded judgment or something. Um, and oh definitely, I couldn't remember like she. I felt like she was saying that she had like a secret right then and there, but like she yeah. wasn't telling him, and I don't remember what. In particular, like what that if that ever came to be? Oh, well, maybe it was, it was that room. Oh, I don't think she, she knew. It was either that or it was the room her dad had. I actually did um, think she knows she was pregnant because no. I actually thought she was pregnant the moment um, Bond gets on the train. You can kind of see that she like clutches her stomach. Ooh, good eye. Very, there, very subtly, and I was like, oh, she's pregnant. Oh, that from the, the second I thought you that saw from that? the second I saw that. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I, that, no, whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay, Charlie. Gotta watch these things with you, man. You're on it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I completely did not uh, anticipate mm-hmm. any of that. I was just like, oh, he's just busting her to the side. But it brings up another question. Like, And mind you, the Daniel Craig Bond films, with the exception of, I think it was like one of the Pierce Brosnan mm-hmm. films, this is the only like Bond I've watched or known. So I'm like, does he usually have trust issues when it comes to women? Or was that just kind of like something they adopted in this most recent iteration? I think it's the most recent iteration because of Vesper from Casino Royale. Okay, yeah. So like she, you know, lovers, all that stuff, and then betrayed him at the very end. So um, mm-hmm. sorry, it's a 15-year-old movie. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> it's on you. Um, <laughs> it's also a adapted from the first actual novel. Yes. So. Actually, I don't even. I've never read the novel, so I don't know how faithful that Neither. is. Um, but yeah, I think that was just more of established in this, from what I recall. I haven't seen every Bond movie, nor have I seen like every Bond movie of all the Bonds, like or one mm. with each different type of Bond. Like I've mostly seen the Sean Connery, Pierce Brosnan, and 
Daniel Craig. I haven't seen like Roger Moore, whoever. Um, mm. uh, and I've only seen like one Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. Yeah, like, dude, so. dude, dude, same, uh, same. And I've mostly seen the Daniel Craig ones because he's been the Bond like basically our entire lives. I mean, he became oh. Bond in 2006. I was. 12 so yeah like, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah wow and uh and now his now it's ended for him but like yeah that's 15 years five movies um long time yeah and i remember he said he wanted to stop after three but they offered him some like crazy, crazy deal for the money. last two yeah. like all right i'll do it two more times mm-hmm. and so uh, he's, he's, old, he's old now man Dude, how okay? <laughs> how old is he now? Daniel Craig's like in his fifties. Thought so. Yeah, dude, still looks good. I mean, looks good. Like, uh, I could see that as James Bond. I know he he. I think he had he really got that ruggedness in James Bond. Though. Dude, I think that was he was the perfect person for that. Yeah, uh, he's he's fifty three. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Which means he was like fifteen uh, years. Wow, he he was like only thirty seven or something when he became Bond. Wow. Yeah. Probably like, I'll do this for like three or four years, make some money, and then get out. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's like such an honor for all these like British actors to be like yeah. considered Bond because it's like such a tradition, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we Jordan. can totally talk about after all this, like who we think the next Bond might be. Yeah, I was, okay, I was saving that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, but uh, so, what did you think of the opening sequence, though? Going back to that, oh, I thought, dude. So, okay. Like honestly, I jumped when the explosion set off. I was, was not loud. anticipating that at all. Oh, loud. absolutely! And <laughs> I was in a theater with like six other people, and of course, two of them were in my row. But like, they jumped out of the people in my row with me. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. But no, dude, definitely established kind of the the feel of the film right from the jump. It's we're still James Bonding this mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still up in here, and uh, I, and it showed also kind of that's been daniel craig's mo i feel like mind you i don't know the other bonds but what i've heard about them versus him he's a very physical bond and he's yeah you know running he's getting shot at i and know he's ducking and dodging it's weird when you go watch like the sean connery bonds because it's like an old <laughs> movies but they're not nearly as like physical the action sequences aren't that extravagant so it's just like such a weird contrast seeing like the modern bond movies versus <laughs> like the older bond movies um Sean Connery ones are the ones that mostly come out of my mind. I I watched the Pierce Brosnan uh, movie, like or one of his movies, so long ago that I don't remember how action packed it was. But I'm sure. It okay. Was. Yeah, yeah. And something actually I appreciated versus seeing that one Pierce Brosnan with mm-hmm. Daniel Craig, the plot, especially kind of some of the villain. It's not as crazy extravagant. Like we're not gonna blow up the moon, mind yeah. you. The whole genocide via like nanobots. That was a little out there. That was a little out there. But other ones have been pretty tame. I know. So like, I, I felt like the Bond movies that. got a little bit more and more extravagant as they went on. Like, I mean, Casino Royale was about, I think they're like, it's about like gambling and like fun, or not gambling necessarily, but like uh, a financier for a lot of terrorist activities all over the world. And they're trying to like pin, mm-hmm. like, pin them down. Uh, Quantum of Solace is something about water. water. <laughs> uh, Sky Falls, a revenge plot against M yeah. versus against a former MI6 or 00 agent, which I think was really great because it, it was absolutely awesome. Let's just say Sky Falls, I think, might be the best for Daniel Craig's uh, Bond saga. 
Spectre is, you know, they bring back the Spectre organization, which I think has been kind of like a staple in the Bond universe. Like, but okay. it's just like a really lame organization. I'm sorry to say it. Like, it's just, it's your typical, like, you're going to blow up the moon kind of organization, <laughs> you know? And like, and then, and then they kind of retcon of all the previous activities, how like, they all were part of Spectre, and it was like, yeah, well, those individual villains were more interesting than your entire organization. <laughs> so that's a, such a shame. And then, like, No Time to Die again kind of has this ridiculous, like, plot thread that nanobots can target people's DNA and infect them. Who knows how grounded in reality that is? And also, to the villain of Rami Malik, as we've already stated, just clearly just simply had no motive no motive and no reasonable goal it was never stated which is a big oversight in a movie that is or a franchise that is typically known for having good villains or at least clear plot threads for what the villain's trying to do but there you go off that point of bond villains there bud something that i thought was super interesting about the last three was that in some way, shape, or form, they had some, like, physical, like, they were, what's the proper word for this? Like a disfigurement? Oh, yeah. Like, like that. I kind of forgot Christoph Waltz had the eye thing until this yep. movie. And then I yeah. guess Silva had, uh, like, uh, something wrong with his face. And even Remy yeah, Malik's character had something, which I can only assume was from the poison that he survived as a kid. It's not really yeah. touched on. I guess it doesn't have to be. It's okay, and I can kind of let this slide, but yeah, because I think it's just subtly hinted at that it was something like he... It happened because he survived his poison somehow. Mm, definitely. And I was like, that's cool, but at the same time, like, yeah, like there are other kind of things... You, a, you don't even have to do that. You could just yeah. have someone like... Mm-hmm. Or B... Like, didn't they have somebody with, like, an iron jaw at one point in time? And you got the bolo hat. And, like, yeah. there are other things you can do. I was like, why why are we leaning so so much into this as a, as a, a feature of our villains? But I just thought that was one kind of interesting. part of their backstories, I guess. <laughs> They're all, like, tragic <laughs> backstories, I guess. Like, Christoph Waltz, like, I forget. Was he his killed tr- his parents bro, or something. Literally watched that, like, two days ago. And I could not tell you. He killed his dad, I think, on a skiing, and then his dad raised. But he, how did the timeline like? Arms never crossed over with him. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I guess he's been kind of the secret leader of that Spectre organization, and Bond, I guess, thought his he was dead. So Bond did know him before. Yeah, they were foster brothers. Wait, see, I thought that, and then they never, like, I couldn't tell if they were like, oh, he he always knew, like, I, I was so confused. I yeah. was so confused. Mm-hmm. All right, perfect, perfect. I'm curious, sorry, getting back to uh, just, like, the plot. Okay, so we go through opening sequence. Now you see Bond sent Madeline on the train. He's mm-hmm. retired. He's in some, take a Caribbean island. And then you see, you I meet Nomi. In, like, Santa Domenico or something. Ooh, I think it looked. Inc- I was like, "Yo, I would like to spend some time." I know. There. I'd be like, if I want to go off the grid, that's where I want to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Back to our where we Santa Domenico and the Dominican Republic. I think. Ah, the DR. Yeah, Love I think it, it was there. I have no idea. But anyways, continue. <laughs> and so, uh, so you see, know me for the first time. Mm-hmm. Come to find out that she is actually an MI6 agent who has now taken on the moniker of. 007. How did you feel about that? Um, you know, I thought I—I I mean, I just figured that hey, 
Bond retired because this is clearly five years later. He's no longer in the service. He probably retired before or after Spectre. I don't remember. But, like, he retired with Madeline when they were in Italy. And I think, or he must have retired right after he left her, somewhere around there. But anyways, mm. um, I thought it was interesting plot thread. I was like, okay, that's cool, that's interesting. How are they gonna? How are they gonna do this? I I, I liked her character. I thought she was pretty cool. She's badass. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, I didn't really have like any ways if or buts about it. It just kind of made sense to me. Like as they say, it's just a number. Um, <laughs> you know, True. at the end of the day. But uh, yeah, what'd you what'd you think about uh, her character? No, I love just how she like slipped the line of you, you thought they were gonna retire it, yeah. and I love kind of the uh, the back and forth she has with Bond, mm-hmm. especially when they go back in together to see M, and everybody's like, oh, 007 and and James, yeah. and then they're just making cracks about like, oh, uh, he just wants James in there. And she's yeah. like, okay, and it's like, does that is that is that awkward or does that hurt? I know. I like the come? dynamic. I, that that was like one of my. I thought that was one of the more positive moments of the film was the dynamic between like the new 007 and bond and like <laughs> how he kind of made that number famous in a sense, mm-hmm. like probably within like MI six was like, so there's a lot of pride to be worn, I think to succeed such a number. And I think she was like, Oh, the real, like the former bond is here. And you know, the old 007 who I've kind of inherited and like, is definitely competitive. She doesn't even seem as like kind of like a respect, but more of like, you know, I'm the new, I'm the improved, better version. And like, I love the little rivalry that they had. That little plot thread was great because, because it kind of resolved itself and they became like, you know, teammates at the end. So definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely. So I love also kind of skipping ahead a little bit to Cuba Mm -hmm. and James still isn't, part of the mi6 organization anymore no. 007 is and they have that intersection when they have yeah. to try and get the he comes I on, literally, a boat, on a plane it's, yep. it's just like <laughs> see you in cuba and it's just that was so good i was my i think that was my favorite sequence in the entire movie mm-hmm. i also really loved and it was weird because i thought uh ana de armas who played i guess just um a contact for the u.s cia was it cia yeah yeah I thought that she was going to play a bigger role. But I know. At the same I time, liked her character, and she was in the movie dude, for 15 minutes. She was my favorite character, I think. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how, like, they fit all that in, and she really developed that character in just such a yeah. short amount of time. It was, like, the quirky, like, yeah. nervous but badass kind uh-huh. of, like, chick who was just out Three weeks of training, like... more or less. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, she had the best lines and everything. Yeah. I really liked that sequence. Mm-hmm. I thought it was weird, so... <laughs> Why winding back? So they have a specter party in Cuba. Yeah. And I guess it's there to draw in James to kill him. But at the end of it, they end up killing all the specter people. Mm-hmm. So they were using Christoph Waltz's like prosthetic eye for him yeah. to see all of that. Which tied back into like he just rambles to himself in the elevator or his cell because, but he's actually just communicating with people out and like. Okay. It, it just it was clever. It was clever by them. Oh, definitely. Def- oh, no, no, I was just I was making sure that that was the case. But I love the sequence. And then at the end of the day, James secures the, yeah. the scientist guy. And my guy, Jeffrey Wright, uh, who plays Felix, it's his uh, untimely end at the hands of one Logan Ash, the betrayer, who is just a total D-bag. Yeah, like, what did you think of that sequence? Did you expect Ash to be a traitor? 
No, I thought like as Daniel or as James Bond says, like, what's up with the Book of Mormon, which I thought was <laughs> such a fantastic insult um, because that guy totally looks like somebody who would be a Mormon, um, hysterically enough. And he's just like the giddy, like, ha ha ha, let's smile everywhere. I had, like, I honestly just thought he was kind of like a green person in over his head in the, in the, in the room with like two actual pros, like Bond and yeah. Lighter. And I was just like, I didn't expect that. So it was a genuine, like, surprise. Although on the boat, even when we on the boat and he was like, hey, you can't say that, I thought he was more like stopping him from saying anything to Bond. Who I guess they contracted for this, but don't, don't doesn't want Bond to take back to MI6 or something. Mm-hmm. So it was weird all of a sudden, like that snap of your fingers that he like suddenly turned into like the villain. So I was like, that was yeah. a genuinely good surprise. But yeah, that guy definitely. I'm sorry, I've seen this actor before, but he's does look like a douchebag, and I think he played a <laughs> douchebag in The Big Short. So there's that. Was oh is he, which one was he? Wait, which one he's was like he one of the, the real short? estate? bros in the big short lol okay yeah that's Mm. that's his that's his niche right there all right perfect. perfect. (laughs) that's somebody's typecasting (laughs) we're gonna d-bag that's you okay cool i can do that let me just uh make you my axe body spray all right here we go (laughs) (laughs) oh man but no so i like i liked that sequel i was sad to see felix go dude like that was uh... i was too uh, oh, it was a man. bummer. I was I was bummed that he died. It was pretty. I'm sorry. Uh, we are already, already spoiling it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was I was bummed that he passed, and because uh, I like his character. Um, was he Inspector? I couldn't remember if he was. Uh, no, he was not Inspector. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel like in... I feel like he was in Skyfall. I think he was. I don't know if he was in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he kind of has like a small recurring role throughout the Bond saga. He had a big role in Casino Royale, obviously. Yeah, I liked that. Um, but yeah, it was sad to see him go. It was it was bitter. It was it was a bitter, you know, bittersweet end to Felix Leiter. Great guy. Definitely, definitely. I love how even James calls him his brother at one point. I know, dude. Uh, I was like all in my feels, man. And yeah. it's cool because that was the kind of reason why James ended up going back into the full with MI6 mm-hmm. and, you know, being reinstated and going after this guy. And so then he had to cross over with once again, Madeline, who he hadn't seen in years, And he told her explicitly, you'll never see me again. Yeah. So I was really interested to see what that change would be. The man held out his hand mm-hmm. for her to shake it. And I she know, just but she didn't by. shake it because I thought, because from what I remembered from Spectre is that I thought they, James and, Christoph Waltz's character were actually like brothers, like related. So oh. I thought she wasn't shaking his hand because she was afraid that it would hurt James. Um, that or like she just didn't want the nanobots on James for whatever reason. Uh, I mm. couldn't remember um, what the case was there, but because I actually didn't think she was not shaking his hand out of spite, but oh. definitely could have oh. been an optimist yeah i was like she's like oh f this dude Such an oh optimist. man <laughs> like, oh, she, she wants to save his life no she was pissed yeah and then uh i thought she was gonna genuinely so rami malik had given her the nanobots to kill christoph waltz honestly i thought christoph waltz was gonna make it through the movie i thought he was gonna yeah. survive and just be out there but they're crazy... tying up all the loose ends from the yeah 
They're like, this franchise is over. Yeah. So James gets infected, ends up incidentally killing Christoph Waltz. And it was interesting to note because I made the mental, like, mental note. When Q said that the nanobots will be with you forever, I was like, oh, okay. So James has these particular nanobots in yeah. him. Cool. So, okay. From there, we fast forward and uh, things kind of evolve and... Ultimately, James has to go when Madeline disappears. He finds her at the house that Rami Malek killed her mother at. Yep. Finds that, uh-oh, look who it is. She has a little one. Now, did oh, you think... Yeah, continue. Oh, did you think that I was his kid? Oh, immediately. Immediately. I immediately thought that was his kid. Even when she said um, it wasn't, I was like, nah, it's BS. I like that's such BS. <laughs> There's no way that give it's not. Give me the not. paternity test. Yeah, give me the paternity test. Like the exact age of when they last separated. That's what I thought too. The James blue eyes. She's like, it's not your kid. I'm like, but I thought you were pregnant when you were when you left James. So I'm like, whose baby is it if it's not James's baby? <laughs> and um, so I was like, that's definitely his kid. And I was not convinced when she said it wasn't. Okay. Yeah. See, I. I thought it was, and then she said that, and you've seen The Office, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everybody who's listening, spoiler alert for The Office, the ending, so, like, pop off for, like, two seconds. I'll begin now. <laughs> he basically just pulled, like, an Angela with Dwight when she's like, that's not your kid. And yeah. he's like, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I first, and I was like, maybe it's not. And for some reason, I was like, maybe it's Remy. And then I was like, no, that's a stupid idea. That's, yeah. not, that's not his kid. And I was like, no, nah, I think it's I think it's James's kid. Mm-hmm. Do you think he thought that it was his kid, or do you think he was like, no, maybe? No, she's I right. think he was he wasn't convinced. I think he was like, she has my eyes. It's just so obvious. And like even <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's just like, she's like, she has your eyes. You know, he's like, I know. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. So you were mm-hmm. you were pretty okay. We believed that. All right, perfect, perfect. Because I was like. As we'll have the conversation, but you know, uh, given the ending, I was like, I hope that he knew that it was his kid. Oh man, but okay, so all that goes down, they get captured, and now here we go 007 and the new 007 going in one more time for one more ride to this poison island. I guess, yeah. what did you think of that whole? We've gone over like what you thought about the idea of what he was trying to do. What did you think about the sequence of James and 007 taking on, uh, Yes, Rami Malik. Um, I liked it. I, I mean, I liked the entire, you know, like the banter between them because I think at this point they kind of respect each other for you know various <clears throat> reasons. Um, and then they start having a little banter, and it's just it's cool. It's just like you know an old master teaching the new student in a way. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I like that. And so, you know, James coming, kind of coming back for this one mission to save essentially Madeline and her daughter, um, you know, like, and uh, after that, like, you know, he's probably going to be done because he, you know, in, uh, what's her name? Naomi. 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 Um, in her mind, she's like, yeah, this is just a, like, she, he wants to just be, he wants to save her. I want to save her. You know, I want him to, you know, just be done with his life. And, uh, Bond wanted that too. So, you know, going in there, I thought that this is also the part where the movie dragged a little bit because I think uh, mm. they were on this island for way too long. Um, I agree. It could have been... Got like, a set direction. Yeah. And, 
I, I just like their sequences. They kind of like stealthily go in, you know, figure things out, you know, realize it's like an old missile silo, uh, you know, make it up and get the doctor and all that stuff. So it was a good sequence, I, I have to say. And I also like the sequence where she throws the doc into that, what whatever it is, acid. Oh, you like acid thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. I thought that was great. I enjoyed everything up until the point Remy Malik has kidnapped the daughter successfully. Yeah. And he says, you can go. I was like, what are you doing? What are you, yeah, that was reason? another thing I didn't get. Okay? If we're going back to Rami Malik <laughs> and his lack yeah. of motivation for anything, it's just like, wh- what was the point of that? Why take no her clue. and then just let her go? I don't understand. I didn't yeah. get, like, she bites him. And he's like, all right, that's it. I don't want kids anymore. And just, <laughs> like, that's the don't breaking point. Like that. That's why you don't want, like, I... I, I it didn't make any sense to me. His entire yeah. character didn't make any sense to me. And it's such a shame because if you like, it could have been a personal villain. Like it could have been somebody who had like a personal vendetta against either Madeline or bond in a way, because mm-hmm. that's kind of what it felt like at the end when Rami Malik poisons James poisons Ooh. him. So he can't Talk ever see his that. wife or Madeline and his daughter. Baby mama. Yeah. And like, it's just, and I was like, "Is that what this end game was for?" Like, I don't <laughs> understand. That was the, like, the, the, like there's so many question marks, and it's like a tragic thing that happens. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, "How did we even get here?" Like, just, just <laughs> like, like I felt like they needed a reason Bond had to die. I think that was yeah. I think that was the. That's why they wrote this incredibly convoluted plot with a villain that has no motivation or actual goals for anything. Like we still don't know what he does. We still don't know what he wants to do. We know that he wanted to kill Specter and get revenge on everybody that killed his family. Uh, but he accomplished that in the first half hour of the movie. Efficient, efficient, efficient. And yeah. then after that, it just kind of goes, all right, what do you want to do next? <laughs> and it's never world. answered. <laughs> Dude, also how anticlimactic! Like it was okay. It was building. Not building is a very nice word. Mm -hmm. Building, building, building. It's like Bond is trying to get the missile silo open. Yeah, and all of a sudden he gets shot. And who is it? It's Remy Malik. He doesn't even have some crazy monologue. Doesn't say anything cool. He literally poisons him, and then Bond proceeds to like lay a bunch of slugs up in that dude. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yep. well, I guess that's it. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah. You would think that this is where he reveals like what his true motivations were, oh. like what he, you know, all the gold, but nope. Just so. sits there and oh. dies. Absolutely. <laughs> James shot him like four times. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, he's definitely dead. He's super um, dead. <laughs> and then I honestly, though, I did like the, like you said, I think it was all for that, being able to kill off James Bond. It was a good moral conundrum of would you be able to go on living knowing that the people you care about most you'll never be able to really see. Yeah. And then you're like, a constant threat to them. Yes, yes, yes. So I was like, dang, that's so wait, if James just touched somebody, then they would get the nanobots. The thing is, like, yeah, that's that's another thing. It, the movie also fails on its own logic, is because in the we know it's established that if simply 
um, Madeline touches James, then he can spread that to Christoph Waltz's character. So mm. if James simply touched anybody, lives, touches anybody, it could eventually just circulate until it finds them again. Yeah. Yeah. And be killing jokers. Yeah. So see, and that's when I thought kind of that point I made like a while ago. So he'd been infected with the nanobots for Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. But I was like, maybe the body can only hold like one person's yeah. nanobot. So I was like, oh, maybe they but don't take But he's also been effect. infected with all the Spectre ones too, didn't he? Because like he oh, stands true. there, like did he not get infected there, or wow, or is it established? Dude. So like, that's another thing. Was everybody else in that room like it? Just there's plot holes here. Like is everybody else in that <laughs> room spreader. now? Super spreader event. Like it's COVID two, baby. Ike <laughs> back with the vengeance. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, I didn't even think about that. Because yeah, they were just dropping like flies. Mm-hmm. He was just chilling. Yeah. Better hope that you aren't you don't happen to be related to someone who's a bad person inspector because yeah. you're probably done now. Mm-hmm. Wow! Or like all those people can go and spread in and eventually kill the the relatives of those people. Oh, so absolutely. it's just you know if the movie kind of fails on the logic of how the nanobots actually work. Uh, unfortunately, because it's shown that it can spread between person to person, even though it doesn't, uh, you know, and it's not supposed to attack them, which is mm-hmm. stupid. Uh, because <laughs> you basically just essentially created a freaking coronavirus. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Or not even a coronavirus, even something more contagious since it's simply just by the touch. And it's just mm-hmm. like an infection that spreads and immediately kills whoever it's been DNA targeted against. So um, kind of a flawed, lo- kind of a loophole there. This is the problem. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was just, I felt like the entire purpose of Rami Malek's character was to just set up a way for Bond to die. Okay. Yeah, I think uh I, and it's sad cuz he's such a talented actor too. Yeah. Like I wish they had a little bit more with him just to make that like you said like make it a personal vendetta that would have been yeah. cool. I think that worked really well with Skyfall, mm-hmm. but um here we are closing it out. They said no time to die and yeah. seems like maybe this was the this was the sunset. time. <laughs> sunset uh goodbye James and well, okay, what did you think about just the overall death of James? It was sad. I mean, it was like kind of like a. I mean, I I won't lie. I I mean, I didn't feel like angry over it, and I feel like sometimes people cried. No, I I mean, it was definitely emotionally sad, like for sure. Like you know, this is a character who kind of has to go out in like an incredibly tragic way because he can't even live to see them grow up because he's just you know the fear of ever hurting them because he's a walking weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has to die and like she, and he's missed the f- first five years of his child. And that child probably will never know that James, or maybe she will, but like, she'll never really get to know him as a person mm-hmm. that, you know, her father essentially. Um, so it's, it's really, really sad in that sense. It's also just sad because we're losing like, uh, you know, James Bond, you know, five movies, yeah. 15 years, a character, you know? What you? How did you? How did you re- like react when that ha- all that happened? It felt like honestly, way when they started going to the island, I was like, I feel like he's not gonna that storybook ending. I feel like it's gonna be the end here, especially because they already introduced a new 007. So I was mm-hmm. like, ah, Steph. I mean, I know he wants to retire, but it's definitely not looking good. And then when that happened, I was just, I guess, I had an emotional cross. You're just like, do I try and survive? But once again, I wasn't even thinking about he could infect anybody he's around and they could ultimately get back to her. So 
it made sense that it would have had to happen, but uh and I mean it's just I'm gonna miss Daniel Craig as James Bond. I thought he yeah. they brought something special to it, but uh and it's weird too. It's like the I've never I guess we haven't really been alive for we were there for the Pierce Brosnan to Daniel Craig, but I've really seen that end as like a an adult, so um now it's on to the next, I guess, to hold the mantle of James Bond. Yeah. And while we're thinking about that, I guess and we'll hold out on that for one second. In terms of just the overall Bond films with Daniel Craig, how do you rank them from like five to one? Okay, so I'm going to have to go with number one is Skyfall. Okay. Two will be Casino Royale. Uh, and I will give three to No Time to Die. Uh, mm-hmm. And then four or five will be Spectre Quantum of Solace, mostly because I don't really remember Quantum of Solace. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember being very weak <laughs> films. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, very forgetful. Uh, how would you rank them? <laughs> Actually, have the exact same order, except I'd switch Casino Royale with um, Skyfall. Okay. I like Casino Royale best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's an excellent movie. I oh, yeah, kind of like when this was coming out, I was like, man, I really want to watch Casino Royale and like, <laughs> Skyfall. Never, um, never go wrong with them. Yeah. Oh, Such man. Good movies. Definitely. But how definitely. how is your opinion overall, though, as we kind of like concluded all of our discussion on No Time I mean, to Die? Like, what was your opinion on the movie? Like, how how did you feel after you left? Overall, I think I was wasn't quite as cathartic as I thought it would be. Like, uh, okay, that's the end. But I mean, I thought it was still it ran its course, and it's like, okay, this is where we're gonna leave James now. Mm-hmm. I was more or less okay with it. I think that. I said, I wish that the just the overall you know, antagonist had a better you know, plot for him. To, James to die, I wish it had been more meaningful in that, yeah. like, okay, he really just saved the world. But because I didn't exactly know what was going on in terms yeah. of what the plan was, I can't say that it was all worth it. So mm-hmm. that's just the one kind of, like, quip I have. But I thought a lot of people, like, you know, like I said, Ana Armas, she turned in an incredible performance. I really liked Nomi. I liked, you know, obviously James coming back in. Even like the supporting cast of Q and Money Penny. I know they weren't in it quite as long yeah. as they were in some of the others. Always but great between those. Two. Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting too. It was more of a antagonistic role for M this time around. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't. Uh, Ray Fiennes was just like uh, pushing back against Bond more than he was enabling him. So I thought that was a yeah. an interesting decision. But I liked it too. So I, I thought it, yeah, overall. I I think it, it fits perfectly kind of within the number three slot uh within the trilogy but i thought it was if you're looking for a movie with some good action uh some some funny lines maybe not so much in terms of uh just overall like plot Story. i give the plot I guess. <laughs> yeah i'll give it a 3.5 out of five yeah that's i think that's um, but, a fair rating i would i would say i'd probably give it a three three and a half out of five as well uh yep. you know i kind of have a lot of the same criticisms as you just the overarching plot to it was very not well done. Uh, the villain was just awful, and <laughs> because basically he had no motivation, it was just a villain to be a villain in a sense. There was no reason for him to have any of that. Uh, those goals, um, his revenge, which was the main source of his motivation, was carried out immediately in the movie. Um, but did like all the supporting cast, you know, on the Armas, as you mentioned, was an excellent character. One of my favorites. Um, 
you know, it was, it, you know, it was nice to bring back Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter. Yeah. You know, always great to see Jeffrey Wright and stuff. Um, you know, uh, you know, kind of concluding his storyline, his relationship with James and yeah, I mean, Nomi was awesome. She was really cool. Uh, she had a lot of really great moments, especially on the island. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, per, uh, you know, decent movie. It definitely <clears throat> ranks solidly third in Daniel Craig's legacy as James Bond. So now that we've wrapped that all up. Yeah, dude. You, who uh... do we think will be the next Bond? And where do you think the James Bond series will go? Because they kind of wrapped up Daniel Craig's story. So they kind of have to start yeah. anew again. Absolutely. Um, I see. I've heard rumblings that they want to bring in, make J, like a female 007. Heard that. I've heard that. Heard that Idris Elba's name has been thrown in. Yeah. You know who I would love to see? I know they can't be because I think by virtue of like, or yeah, German born. Oh, yeah. You're, well, you're going to say Fastbender? Bet your sweet butt I was going to say <laughs> <my> Fastbender. <laughs> Dude, I it love that. It would be that, a man. really good bond, um, oh, but man. he is German. So he cannot be Bond. Um, rules, man. The rules, the ah. rules. You know who they, I've also heard really slightly, I've heard Idris Elba's name dropped a lot. I don't know how old he is now, though. He's 50, might be a little too oh, old to uh, yeah. go and play Bond, but he would would have been a really good Bond. Definitely. Um, the, there's people that have been throwing this guy's uh, name around. I don't know if you ever saw Bridgerton. Um, no. So there's this actor in that show named Regé Jean Page, and he's a British actor. But uh, give him a quick Google. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Is he like the? Oh, okay. Regé he plays Jean Simon Bassett or something. Yeah, Simon. Yeah, yeah Bassett. Yeah. They've been. He's kind of been talked about as potentially to be the next Bond. Really? Mm-hmm. I think he's got the. Sw- I mean, from Bridgerton, um, show's okay. By the way, uh, did you okay. watch it? I've seen. I, yeah, I watched it with with okay. with, the, with Bronwyn. She wanted to watch okay. it, so. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not have watched it on my own. Um, <laughs> let's just let's put it that way. Um, but he like he definitely kind of had that suave. He's like you know muscular kind of guy. Um, so. I think he pulled off. Although I saw him unshaved once, I'm like, you gotta, you gotta keep the beard if you're gonna play Bond. I gotta say, like, it just oh, looks a little okay. like I like the gro- like the the the. I, I don't know why. I feel like he just looks way too young if he's shaved, okay. and huh. I feel like if he, when he has the beard, he's like he's got history, you know, like uh, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. It's just me. I don't know if you feel the same way. I'm looking at Google Images right now, and I'm yeah, seeing like an unshaved right version. I'm like, looks a little too young, a little too young. But other than that, like, but if he keeps the beard, I, I, mm. I would, I could, I could respect that. I could respect him to be, you know, Bond. But mm. dude, I totally, I'm looking at him without a uh, facial hair. Yeah, keep, keep the beard. Keep the beard. <laughs> Keep the beard. Oh, man. Keep the beard. Yeah, it's the, that'd be the best way to go with that. Especially, like, I just think that Daniel Craig did such, like, a, a good job with that kind of, like, gruff, like, grungy bond that yeah. that's now what I have, like, locked in. I know. Head, it's so. tough because uh, we have an image of bond growing up with Daniel Craig's bond mm-hmm. in our head. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what the next bond uh, does with the role. Absolutely. Like, are they going to continue the 
the grungy scruffiness of Daniel Craig's Bond, or are they going to take it in a different direction? Be a little bit more like Sean Connery, a little bit more mm-hmm. suave, a little, you know, be interesting. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I think that uh, they have a lot of meat on the bone. I think especially because now you've learned from a number of Bonds before. I feel like a lot of people have kind of tried to put their own spin on it. But now that even if you allow the person who becomes James to do that, you can kind of set up the universe around them in such a way that uh, it can help them really bring out that character. So it should be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, when do you think that it'll be decided? Like, guess, uh, you know, when do you think the next <laughs> Bond movie is going to come out? Like, how long was the gap between, like, Pierce Dude. Brosnan and Daniel Craig? That is a good question. Let me actually look that up. Because I feel like, what was it? Um, Die Another Day was the last Pierce Brosnan one, right? 2002 um, was four years, I think. I was going to say five was, was going to be my guess between this iteration and the next yeah wow that's oh. a long time without bond movies man and 26 man yeah but how, how about you what are we thinking i could see it four or five years because i don't even think they've decided who the next bond is you know and they have to figure out a who is going to be b get you know directors writers to come up with a new story figure mm-hmm. out the direction that they want to go are they going to start all over again with casino royale like oh yeah true uh, or are they going to do like another early ian fleming novel and adapt that um who knows because casino mm. royale i believe was the actual first james bond book I believe so. it was yeah so uh, I am curious how, like, the direction that they're going to go and whoever owns the rights to Bond is going to have to figure that all out. So it's going to be a couple <laughs> of years. Definitely. And apparently, like, they run everybody through boot camp, like, who becomes the next Bond. So you have to, like, learn how to shoot like Bond and do certain things like Bond because that's, like, the the brand. So yeah. It's a tough role. It's a tough role. Yeah, absolutely. Physically demand, and I think that's partly why you know Craig was like, I don't really need to do this anymore because it's so physically demanding. Yeah, I mean, he had to do a lot of stunts. He he was talking about how like he actually was up on that crane in Casino Royale doing those fights. Like, oop, like to live. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Get the stunt double up there, please. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's just so wild and he's injured himself he's talked about it uh like he's like broke a leg or something and uh, dang yeah it's a tough role that's a tough Mm -hmm. role to be but at the same time i think it's a lot of uh you know a lot of like respect or i don't know an honor rather to be Mm. james cast as james bond in britain definitely although i guess pierce brosnan apparently is irish I what? guess he could be an Irish actor. and Oh, maybe he's got to be in that like United Kingdom kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, that's probably it. Because I think Daniel Craig is, or even James Bond is technically Scottish. Like the actual character, not Daniel Craig. Uh, oh, no. A little technical <laughs> difficulty. Sorry, everybody. Um, I have a couple places to just edit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so coming up on almost an hour on this episode bomber is there anything else you want to talk about here uh that's really it dude i mean next time i guess we'll see james bond will be solidly like 30 so it's <laughs> uh, a good uh close on the yeah good close on the chapter for the 20s and yeah. i guess on to the next i'm excited mm-hmm. to see where they go with the franchise me too you know always love a good bond movie and i'm excited to see uh, what happens next uh 
for uh, for James Bond. Um, Definitely. And especially the direction that they go. So, uh, with that being said, thank you, everyone, so much for listening to the What You Got podcast hosted by yours truly, Charlie Budd, and as always, the wonderful Jordan Palmer. Uh, we are typically on every Monday night, and we missed last week, and we are also late this week. So we apologize for that. And I also lied to you about keeping my promise on getting us on YouTube. It simply just <laughs> didn't happen. I apologize. And now this will be the first episode we get on YouTube. Timeline to be determined. Got to kind of figure out. It takes a lot longer, if you don't know, to do video rather than just MP3 and like sound audio files. So I'm boring you with the technical details. But... Um, <laughs> It takes a little bit longer to kind of render and edit that stuff. So when we have late night shows, I can't always get a video out. So can I have to kind of figure out what we want to do there? So, uh, but that being said, this will be officially our first episode on YouTube. I like the camera quality in this one way better than our older ones. So I definitely think this is going to be a perfect uh, start. Uh, that being said. You can find us on social media. Uh, Palmer, you want to drop uh, the social media? Can do there, bud. You can find us on Instagram at whatchagotpodcast, what you spelled W-H-A-T-C-H-A, or on Twitter at whatchagotcast, whatcha spelled the same way. And be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit us up on Twitter. What you thought about No Time to Die and the James Bond movies as a whole. We'd love to hear your thought. And who do you think the next Bond is going to be? Or who would you want the next Bond to be? Let us know. And uh, that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you guys Monday.